1: Welcome to PostCast, the Utah Jazz defeat the New York Knicks 108-100. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one felt ugly, it was, the Jazz could not make shots, they were 4 of 24 at one point from three, I believe, and they just could not buy it, and in turn they trailed the whole way, and it just kind of was a question of like, wow, are they ever clicking in, and then they did, Uh, and went on a big run in the fourth quarter, actually kind of ran away with it by the end.
0: Scoring 36 points in the fourth quarter—it was almost exact replica of what we saw in New York uh, back in November, where the Jazz outscored them in the fourth quarter, ended up winning the basketball game. What was it, 114 to 109? You know, kind of a high-scoring game, but the Jazz just couldn't make shots. I mean, I think if I was a coach, I was very comfortable with the shots that the Jazz was getting. They just wasn't falling. And the most most notable notable one was was uh, was Gordon. I mean, some of this hitting the front of the rim. You know, sometimes it's just
1: well, Gordon Hayward just decided to replicate Paul George. Paul George jo- Paul George was terrible against the Jazz until the fourth quarter, and then got the Jazz in the night. Gordon Hayward was two of twelve going into the fourth quarter. He finished the fourth quarter four of five, scoring 13 points. So he just decided to that. Now the story of the night is. Rudy Gobert. I mean, you talk about a dominating performance. 35 points, 13 rebounds, four blocks tonight. Yeah,
0: Those those career nights are like awesome nights. I mean, he's very proud of himself right now because he was in position. And right from the start, you know, he was on the glass. I mean, every missed shot that the Jazz were missing, he was right there getting a hand on it, trying to tap it in or, you know, something like that. And you could just see that that uh, he was probably going to have a good rebounding night. Well, his 11
1: offensive rebounds was the biggest of any player all season in the NBA. Yeah, if
0: you look at that line, 11 offensive rebounds and only two defensive rebounds. When have you seen that before? I mean, you just don't, you never see that. Unless you're Dennis Rodman or somebody. It
1: actually makes some sense because with Przingis on the floor, they were pulling Rudy out of the middle of the floor, and so he wasn't able to rebound. That actually caused the Jazz some problems for a while. Uh, The spread... And then uh, the Jazz finally were able to kind of clamp down a little bit defensively. They still had 26 points in the fourth quarter. 46 in the second half was better. Uh, the 34-point first quarter was not. Rudy's commitment to excellence every night and I, is just its beyond me, Ron. I've, I said to Chuck Schwartzke and Bill Weddington we were in Chicago, the only way I can describe him right now is I leave the arena every night thinking he's better than when I walked in that night.
0: Yeah, and, and he is. He really is. Uh, no one thought or anticipated that he would be having the kind of year that he's having. I go back and I think about some of the practices that we listened to, some of the shoot-arounds that we witnessed, uh, and how he was just constantly getting corrected. And now we don't see that much of that anymore, because I think he gets it. He's starting to realize uh, uh, what's important for him to help this team win and you just face it. He's showing it on the floor.
1: And that's an effort night tonight. Like everything, when he's making those plays, when he's getting 11 offensive rebounds, Jazz ended up with second chance points tonight. The Jazz ended up with 30 second chance points. He probably had seemingly most of them. Uh, you know, they had 10 second chance point field goals that he might have, you know, he might have had four or five of those on jam follows. That's just an energy commitment to excellence. Uh, on every single one of those plays this is the 30th ranked defensive rebounding team in the league he knew it coming in and he exploited it
0: i just wonder when did he realize that he was could get to the glass on the offensive glass
1: i thought that you called oh, it early thought, in the yeah. game
0: because he was getting a hand on on uh, on a lot of balls and and uh boy you're just proud of him for recognizing that and really really taking advantage of it now the, the more things started to work for you, the more you get excited about it, and you, and you really get engaged in, in getting the job done. But you know, these career nights, this will be something that you will you will always remember.
1: Uh, the other storyline tonight is Dante Exum does not play. How will Neto took the backup point guard minutes? Uh, there was a review by the coaching staff of Dante Exum's minutes at the point guard position uh, on the road trip, and it it's just deemed not adequate. That it's just it's not good enough to help them win right now. And Neto had a really good important 13 minutes tonight going four four shooting uh and with 10 points
0: well now I'm wondering um you know this is a ball game that he could probably defend and you know with Derek Rose who's six foot three I mean they didn't have a big backcourt or anything like that so I'm wondering you know when we run against the team I, I would imagine he could play the backup role point guard position with, with Chris Paul uh Chris Paul is, is a little more crappier. How about I mean, Raymond Felton? And, and Raymond Felton there as well. So we might see him in that backup role against the Clippers in this next basketball game. But he knew before the ball game started, if you heard what he said, that the coaches came to him today and said, you know, you're going to get some minutes tonight. So he came mentally ready to play.
1: And worth knowing, he was in the arena or in the Science Bank Center. They did not have shooter around this morning, but Rudy Gobert and Howell Netto were the two that were there when we got there today for the workouts. That doesn't mean other guys weren't there earlier, but the two that were there when we were there were Rudy Gobert doing some work, talking to some of the older players, and Howell Netto uh, got to talk to John Stockton. As, um, I'm, I'm By the way, I, I have no idea if this is true. This was my interpretation, This is, and he can totally tell me that I'm full of it, but he's so nice he won't. So the players were all taking pictures and wrapping up, and Netto came out of the... Practice to come over, and I am totally convinced he timed his walk over to meet John. But he's such a nice guy that he kind of, and I brought him over, and was like, "Oh, if you guys met, like, <laughs> like I'm totally convinced." David, and then David, I was like, David. "And then I was like, how old would you like a picture?" And he's like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> Sent to my dad, <laughs> so I got to make sure I do send it to his dad. But um, anyway, uh, so the Jazz get the necessary win, and LA is just a mammoth man of the game. Your thoughts on the whole '97 ceremony and everything we saw? Uh, well, I, I, I,
0: it was wonderful I mean I'm glad they did it I, I, this is something that I think uh, the the, uh, the fans and, and you know all of us was uh, looking forward to seeing I mean just see some of the guys you haven't seen for a while you and I get a chance to run into uh, a few of the guys have, like Howard we've ran into him we've seen Brian Russell Big Dog has been here uh, we see John Greg Foster's Greg, always so Greg friendly Foster. so we get a chance to see some of those guys but the fans you know, uh, you know they don't so this was it was really really nice and and kudos and, and nicely done for Derek. Cordino? Cordino,
1: yeah. Uh, come on, you're the one who's supposed to be able to do the... Yeah. Right? To, yeah. Your wife's going to be upset with you for that. Um, one note on the podcast network. Jerry Krause passed. Yes, I saw that. Sam Smith, longtime Bulls legendary reporter, did an interview with our Locked On Bulls hosts uh-huh. about Jerry Krause. So, I would strongly suggest, kind of, if you're a basketball fan, uh, particularly the Jazz and the final battles with the Jerry Krause built Bulls, that would be a really interesting podcast for you to get on the network.
0: Jerry Krause' greatest quote, the most memorable quote, what was it? It had something to do with players don't win championships. Coaches, fans, the front office, you know, they go,
1: Yeah, that's Mike. Oh. You know, he's not in the Hall of Fame. No. And he won six championships. And I heard the best quote about that today. What do you have to do, win eight? (laughs) Like, so stupid. He was the GM of the six-time champions.
0: All right, so check that out at Lockdown Bulls. This is the Lockdown Podcast Network.